morning. How's everybody this morning? Do you feel the joy in this place already? Amen. Do you feel the joy? The joy of the Lord is in this house. Are you ready to praise praise the living God? Are you doesn't sound like you're ready. Are you ready to praise the living God? Come on. Come on. We serve a mighty God, a mighty God. He has done all things for you. All things. All things. He is worthy of all praise. Amen. We're about to sing a song about the favor of the Lord. And in Psalms 30, it says that the, his favor is forever. His favor is forever. Let's say that his favor is forever. His favor is forever. His favor for you is forever. It's not just for somebody else. It's not just for you for today. His favor on your life is forever. Are you ready to praise him and thank him for it? Amen. Your favor is my sure foundation. Your favor brings security. Your favor lasts, it lasts for a lifetime. You are my, my identity. Raise me up, seated me for all my 
just a warm-up. I hope you're ready for this one. Who's ready to move? Who's ready to dance? Who's ready to just shout in the joy of the Lord? Let me hear it. When I think about Jesus, what he's done for me. When I think about Jesus and how he set me free, I could dance, 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 all night, all night. about Jesus and what he's done for me. When I think about Jesus and how he set me free, I could clap, 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 all night, all night. I could clap, 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 all night, all night. When I think about Jesus what he's done for me. When I think about Jesus how he set me free, I could shout, 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 all night, all night. I could shout, 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 all night, all night. When I think about Jesus, what he's done for me. When I think about Jesus, how he set me free, I could jump, 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 all night, all night. Jump, 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 all night, all night. Before the rocks cry out, I just have to praise Him. I just have to thank Him for all that He's done. Before all nature rises up to shine, I just have to thank Him for all He's done for me. Before the rocks cry out, I just have to praise Him. I just have to thank Him for all that He's done. Before all nature rises up to shout, I just have to thank Him for all He's done for me. When I think about Jesus and what He's done for me, when I think about Jesus and how He set me free, I can dance, 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 dance all night, all night. I could dance, 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 dance all night. Oh, let's do that one one more time. When I think about Jesus, what He's done for me. When I think about Jesus and how He set me free, I could dance, 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 dance all night, all night. I could dance, 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 dance all night, all night. When I think about Jesus what he's done for me when i think about jesus and how he set me free i could shout 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 all night all night i could shout 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 all night all night turn around tell someone hello welcome to boomerang good morning live stream it is a great day to be in god's house
I know. That's what Devin and I were just talking about. I know. Good morning. Good morning. I like that little buzz that's happening. That's good. Everybody's buzz, like, buzz, buzz. everybody's talking. Good to see you. Amen. Do what? <laughs> buzz, buzz. Sorry. I'm entertaining myself. Good morning. It's a good day. Amen. You ever had those days, like, you don't know why, but you're just, like, giddy? Yeah. It's like, I don't know what's going on, but something's about to happen. Amen. Chris, Chris, like, bounces through here all the time. <laughs> That's how he walks through here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good day. Amen. I don't know what God's got in store, but I know it's good. I know it's awesome, and I know that when you expect, you will receive. So just, like, shake off the junk. That's, that's like relaxing. We should do this again. It is. Shake off the junk and say, what you got, Lord? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Rachel and I like to be spiritual. What are those men called? Yeah, like the dancing noodle things oh. you see out at, out at stores. <laughs> Rachel and I like to be spiritual dancing noodles. That's just, awesome. <laughs> you know. That's awesome. Because they're always praising God. I mean, you know, they're. Totally awesome. Yeah. Those are godly noodles. They're always praising God. What are they called? Spiritual noodles. Uh, huh? <laughs> Dancing noodles. Dancing noodle men. Oh. We That's absolutely hilarious. should. We're going to get Dancing Noodles because we praise God that you were here. <laughs> yes. Have y'all had a good week? Yeah. Are you ready to have an even greater week? The word said the steps of the righteous get brighter and brighter. Yeah. And so it gives us, it shows us that the plan of God is for us to step higher and higher, to step into more and more light for our lives to get brighter and brighter. That's his plan. And, uh, you know, sometimes we don't really like line up with his plan and that's not what happens. But we can have that as we give ourselves to the Lord. And so this morning, let's just open ourselves up to give ourselves to the Lord. Let's get ready to worship. Last week, you know, I had everybody go over to that side and we pretended it was hell. It was a great, it was a great lesson. And uh, everybody's like, hey, I'm in hell. Great. And what we didn't have was we didn't have the screaming. We didn't have the cries for help. You know, I didn't make it that real. But then we talked about the fact that that's not where God left us. We could have spent eternity in that place, but Jesus came and he paid the price for us to come out of that. And if we just think on that for just a little bit, because of the way that the Bible describes hell, it is not pretty. It is torture and it is painful and it's eternal. And here's one of the biggest things. There's no hope. There is zero hope. And the truth of the matter is none of us have ever felt zero hope. We may have gone low, but we've never felt what that feels like. And I don't think that we can really imagine it. But I think when we try to imagine what that feels like, it, it's, it, it's bad. But then we think on these things. Well, that just, you know, that brought the crowd up right there, right? Amen. Glory to God. What good preaching, preacher. All right. But here's the thing. Jesus didn't leave us there. That's where all of us were headed. And yet 
He said, look, even though they're my enemies, even though they're helpless, even though uh, you know, they've been sinners and basically done everything wrong, I didn't build that place for them. That was not for them. That was for the angels that rebelled against God to keep them from causing issues and problems. But then man messed up. And basically what happened is Jesus said, I'm going to have to go down there to a rebellious people, but I'm going to pay the price because you love them, Father. Because you love them, I'm going to pay the price of my life. I'm going to pay the torture. I'm going to pay the disconnection from God so that mankind, if they'll just simply accept Jesus, they'll never have to do that. And so he came down. He took us each by the hand through faith. And he took us out of hell and reconnected us back with God. Now, when we start meditating on that and how much, how much love, I mean, could not God have just been like, these are rebellious people. <laughs> Wipe them out. Wasn't that within his power to do? It really was. But instead of doing that and saying, I'm just going to wipe it out and do a fresh start on it. Instead of doing that, he said this. Let me pay an even greater price so that I can adopt them into my family and make them like me. Make them like me again and redeem them forever. And that's the price that he paid. And so when we start to praise in a few minutes, when we start to worship him, I want you to worship him like you remember where you've come from. Because that's where we all were. That's where all of us were heading. And all of a sudden it's like, I got some stuff to praise God about. I got some stuff to give God glory over. He's done great things for me. And that doesn't even include the fact that he wants to heal you, to prosper you, to deliver you, to protect you, to restore you. It's all this goodness that he wants to pour out. That's just the beginning. You, If you know Jesus, you can step into the family. And all the things that the father has can be yours. That's the greatest story of the prodigal son. Is the older brother that looks to the father and he says, you didn't do this for me. And the father says, everything I have is yours. The church today, I believe, is waking up to the fact that everything that the father has is ours. And it's our job to step into it. Amen. I want to welcome you to Boomerang Church this morning. It is a house of love and prayer, living in abundance, winning souls and making disciples for Jesus. That's who we are. A house of love and prayer, living in abundance, winning souls and making disciples for Jesus. I don't say this all the time, but I think it's important for us to say it every now and then. We know that we're different. <laughs> We understand that this is probably not your average American church. And here's what that means. That means that we've found out that God really is that good. Yeah. I mean, he really is that good. But if he is that good, then it kind of puts a demand on who we are. If he really has pulled us out of that, then shouldn't I take my life and give it to him with everything I have? Yeah. Put, put it all in. Yeah. Not make excuses for it. So we're not trying necessarily to make everybody happy. Jesus did everything right and he still couldn't make everybody happy. But what we're doing is we're going after God with everything we got. And that puts people generally in three different categories. They walk into Boomerang. And, and even if you've heard this before, let it, let it re-energize you. They walk into Boomerang and generally they, they say, man, those people, uh, they loved on us, but man, they crazy, right? <laughs> they crazy. Well, that's all right. 
Yeah, because Paul said, look, even if I'm mad to you, understand I'm mad about Jesus, yeah. right? And we, we are. We're crazy for Jesus, and that's awesome. That's good. But here's the thing. We found that only being hot for him is what we're supposed to be. He said, either be uh, hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm. And we found that the majority of, of Christians... Uh, in America seem to be walking in lukewarm. If God is this great, powerful God, where is His power? Where's His strength? Where's the reality of His love? Where's the reality of His provision? Well, it's not that He ceased being that. It's that we might have dialed it back some in who we are. And what we've got to do as Christians is dial it back up. And so we've decided as a church, that's what we're doing. We're going after Him. Well, when that happens, here's what happens. Just think about uh, a hot tub of water, right? If you, if you had a steaming hot tub of water, and all of a sudden, I mean, do you just go run and just like, in the, in the tub of water? No, because you're going to be screaming and jumping out just as quick most of the time. But what happens is people go, oh, no, I don't want anything to do with that. And that's one group of people. They'll say, nah, they're crazy. I don't want anything to do with it. We understand that. We get that. And we can help recommend churches to you. But then there's another, another group that says this. That says, you know what? I love it. I've been looking for somebody who God is real. Who God is real to them. And they see the power of God. And they're saying, I've been looking for something real and genuine. I, and, and all of a sudden you're home. You know, you're like, this is my place place, right? But then there's the, the middle crowd that's going, you know, they crazy, but I don't know yet if I want to be there, right? And so that's the kind of person that they can put the toe in and then, then they put the foot in and then, and then they give it a little bit of time and eventually they get used to the heat and it brings their temperature up too. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, if you find yourself in any one of those categories, if you're like, I'm home, awesome. Well, we just, we love you. If you're, if you're saying, I don't think it's for me, awesome. We love you, right? God places the members, not us. That's right. But if you're in that middle category, you're going, I don't know. Well, just hang out for a little bit. Hang out for a month and then see if you like it or not. But more importantly, it really doesn't matter if you like it. It matters what has God said. 1 Corinthians 12, 18 says this. But now God has placed the members in the body. And the truth is, God's not really concerned about how happy your flesh is. He wants your spirit to prosper. And so he might put you in a place that's really hot and on fire and your flesh is uncomfortable. But if you'll give yourself to the planning of the Lord, you'll find this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. Amen. Amen. And that's what we represent. We, we pray in the Holy Ghost. We, we go after God. We'll dance during a song. We'll sing. We'll shout. We're excited because we remember where we came from. Right. And we're not going to let rocks cry out praise to Jesus. We're going to be the ones who say, I know what he did for me. Amen. And I know what he's doing right now. And we're going to give him glory. Amen. But here's what we also see. We see the power of God on a regular basis. Amen. We see lives made well. We see healing take place. Amen. We see the power of God released in people's lives. Over the past, uh, you know, over the past, uh, I don't know, about 18 months, 
Over the past 18 months, we've seen almost a million dollars in debt supernaturally erased in this congregation. We've seen the salaries increase over 150000 in a 12-month period of time. We've seen healing start popping just what, during the service. Like a few weeks ago, Just out, we were teaching on healing. I said, look, I said, you're going to probably see healing just while you're sitting here. While I was preaching, healing just started manifesting. And this is what's available because God is real. This word, this Bible, it's true. It's true. It's the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God. David, go pray for him. Chris. The anointing of God sets the captive free. The anointing of God. And see, this is, this is a part of what I'm talking about right here. And that's probably why the Lord wanted me to carry on. Just His anointing starts to bring freedom to people. It starts to bring p- freedom. We don't always understand it. We don't always get it. Do you understand that if God is bigger than us, then things happen outside of our realm of understanding. But if we'll give ourselves to Him and His ways, all of a sudden God does supernatural stuff and brings freedom to people. It's probably why the Lord had me carrying on a little bit and continuing just so we could get to the place of freedom. So right now, freedom be in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Freedom be now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Talk about a good practical example. Amen? Amen. So as we go into worship, let's just worship Him with everything we have. The Word says that if you know Jesus, you are made the righteousness of God in Christ. That's in 2 Corinthians 5.21. You are made the righteousness of God in Christ. I want you to worship Him this morning, not from the place where the world has told you you're all beat up and broke down, but worship Him from the place of, I'm in Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm grafted in. I'm a child of the King, right? And, and you say, look at what He's done for me. Look at what He's doing for me. God is up to good things in my life today. Amen? He is bringing solutions in my life. He's bringing the power of God. I'm telling you today, if you need healing in your body, then you don't have to leave here the same way you came in. If you need uh, restoration, if you need provision, if you need deliverance, God is a real God. This is the other thing that you'll notice is just, you know, just because we were supposed to say hello and go back into worship, that doesn't mean that we're just going to move right back into it. We're going to let the Holy Spirit lead us in Jesus' name. Oh, good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Come Come on, don't, look, don't be afraid. The Lord has defeated the enemy. He's a defeated foe, right? This is Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Thank you. Say right now. Say, Father. Say, Father. Father. Right now. Right now. I receive. I receive freedom. 
freedom. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my Savior. He's the Lord of my life. He's the Lord of my life. I deny. I, I deny. I deny. I deny. And I reject. And I reject. And I renounce. And I renounce. Anything. Anything. That's not of you. That is not of you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I receive. I receive. Full freedom. Full freedom. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Based upon all Thank you. Got that mouth. Based upon the mayor. Freedom. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you. Freedom. Lord, bring your love. Simon Kotoroma. Kiatara. Bantro. Lokini. Kiatolo. Yeah, receive. Thank you, Father. Just receive. Hey, Joe. Like I said, you remember the story where the anointing of God was on Peter and the anointing overflowed. And it said they brought people that were even within his shadow because the power of God that was flowing out of him was overflowing strong enough to start touching and setting people free. In that case, set them free from any sickness and disease. There's a lot of things to be set free from. Sometimes it's sickness. Sometimes it's just a bondage in our life. But here's the thing. This is what I was talking about. We're a place that believes in the power of an almighty God. That's why I said it. And you'll see things that your mind doesn't understand. It's like, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if I like it. And yet, in a moment like that, somebody can come completely free. It can come completely free. Freedom be now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. 
Now as we worship, let's just worship Him like we're fresh out of hell. Let's worship Him like He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And let's let Him do what He wants to do in our lives and not make excuses for it. But move into the fullness of His freedom and the fullness of praise. And as we do that, the Holy Spirit brings the anointing to break every yoke, to bring every part of freedom in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Let's worship. Jesus. 
Your touch revives the sick and 
Jesus, 
faithful than it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. You didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you
you and thank you father for this day thank you for your goodness we just worship you jesus you are so good you are so good lord thank you for your freedom thank you for your life thank you father for all of your goodness lord we just praise you and we worship you this morning lord not only are you bringing freedom in this moment but you're bringing freedom in this place. You're bringing freedom all throughout the week. Lord, you're answering problems right now in the spirit that we don't even know we're going to face on Wednesday and Thursday. Right now, you're bringing strength. You're bringing solutions. You're bringing the wisdom of heaven. Father, we just thank you and we receive all of your supply in every way. We thank you, Father, for it. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
Before we jump into today, obviously it already seems like a different day, but we said that, you said that at the beginning. And uh, I'd like to just uh, give you a little bit of an understanding of what occurred a few minutes ago as well. Because, uh, you know, not everybody sees that. This is exactly what I was talking about. We're probably a little bit different from your average American church. Praise God. <laughs> because the average American church honestly has gone to the place where society wants nothing to do with it because they're not carrying the power of God. And they're not carrying, Paul said this, I don't come to you in convincing words of man's wisdom or persuasive words of man's wisdom, but I come in demonstration and power. In other words, he wasn't trying to just do a good message that people like. He was trying to actually move in the things of the Spirit that Jesus paid for to happen. And so that's what we're after. We're seeking after the power of God in that way. And it happens not by our own selves, but by the love of Jesus Christ. What sets somebody free is his love. It's not me. It's not somebody else. It's the love of God that's overflowing and it's his anointing. And uh, this is, in other words, I'm not going to make excuse for it. Have I always seen it in my life and in my ministry? No. Okay, but does that change God? No, that just means I haven't gone to the places that I need to go. And there's still places that I need to go now today. I'm, I'm desiring to continue to just rise in the Lord and then the power of His might move up more and more. Uh, he prays in Ephesians by the Holy Spirit in Ephesians 1 around verse 17. He says, I pray that your eyes of understanding would be enlightened, right? And He's praying that you will understand what your inheritance is what you already have in your hands as soon as you became a Christian and are filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, you already have things and you're not even, you don't even know what you have. I'm praying that you will know these things. Why? So that you can then live them out. Well, we're talking about things that, that honestly, just being honest, most of the church doesn't operate in and doesn't walk in. But that doesn't mean that it's not normal for God. He, he described normal from God in Matthew uh, chapter 6 when he said the Lord's Prayer. He said, I pray this way, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is there any bondages in, in heaven? No. Is there any sickness? No. Is there any lack? No. And yet we see it on earth all the time. So that shows us that we're not living this thing exactly the way that God wants us to live. So that means somebody... You know, somebody has got to say, I want to go after this stuff. I want, I'll, you know what? Either God's real or he's a liar. Right, that's the cool. It's one or the other. And I'm not convinced that he's a liar. Matter of fact, I'm convinced that he's, ever, he's even more true than he's ever been. He's always been true. There's never been a dip in his truthfulness. There's never been a dip in his power. It's me that may have fallen short. It's me that may have been the weak link, right? Amen. It's me that needed to be fired, right, from the job. But yet he had mercy. Right. I can't tell you how many times, me talking about me, personally, I've missed it. I can't tell you. I can't even count that high. And, and I'm, I'm talking about after I knew what to do. <laughs> I'm not talking about before I knew. I'm talking about after I knew. How many times I've missed it. Amen. Right. Praise God for His mercy and His love. It's His mercy and His love that does it. 
Now he says this in Isaiah, if they'll pull this up in the New American, in Isaiah 10, verse 27. I just want to give you an understanding of what went on a few minutes ago, but also uh, what the Lord is still up to right now. It says this, Isaiah 10, 27, So it will be in that day that his burden will be removed from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be broken because of fatness. I'm like, oh man, do I need to eat the donuts? <laughs> it will be broken because of the fatness. Now, you have to understand that what this fatness meant was this. Uh, it's that word in the King James. Let's go there in the King James, uh, Isaiah 10, 27. It says that the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Because of the anointing, right? The anointing is the same there in that word as fatness. Here's what that meant. If you had, some, uh, if you had an, an ox, so to speak, and you were in lean times, that ox would shrivel up some and be thin, and that yoke would fit. But if that ox got to the place where he was blessed, and he ate a lot of food, the, that yoke won't fit on him anymore. And the fatness would destroy the power of the yoke. And, and the other thing it's saying is if he kept on eating, that yoke, it would just get tighter and tighter. But the fatness would, wow. pow, destroy that yoke. It would bust it open. That's the anointing. That's the anointing of God. And every believer, every Christian, not just pastors, every believer is supposed to be walking in an anointing. All right, now... We, we've been walking in more and more of it. And that's part of the reason why it makes services different. And it's why it makes the power of God different in this place. Because we've been hungering like that last one. If we're hungry and we're thirsty, he will fill you. Right? So we started to get hungry. Uh, let, let me just talk to you about hungry. Uh, because the Lord led me to go last, uh, about a year and a half ago. And I've done a couple of them since then. But the Lord led me to go on a fast for 40 days, so I had no solid food for 40 days. And, and so, I, do y'all know anybody that's done a 40-day fast besides me? I didn't have, I'm a pastor, and I didn't have many examples of them, right? But the Lord led me to do that. And what surprised me afterwards was he had me talking about fasting more than I ever had before. Because I had gotten hungry for the Lord. He started telling me about fasting. And, and he said, I want you to do a 40-day fast. And I was like, no, I don't know. I was like, I've always kind of wanted to, to kind of prove that I'm super Christian. Right? But I didn't know if I could actually do it. And he was like, and then not only that, if you looked at the calendar right in that period of time, it was like the worst ever. Like there was birthday parties and you know what goes with birthday parties like cake and pizza and chips and soft drinks. And, and I was like, there's like my birthday was in there. Not just, not just Rachel's birthday was in there. My birthday was in there. It was like, I want to celebrate my own birthday. God's like, are you hungry? It's like, well, I'm apparently going to be. <laughs> apparently so. 
And there was trips, and I was going, and in the middle of it, I was coaching their soccer team, which meant I can't just stand on the sideline and blow the whistle. Tweet, don't do it this way, do it that way. What way, coach? Now I gotta move, right? I'm, I'm fasting during this period. It was like the worst time logically to ever fast. And the Lord said, Are you hungry? I said, Yeah, I am. Okay. All right then. He said, Then fast. Yes, sir. And I was happy to do it, but it was like from a logic standpoint and my flesh standpoint, it was not the best time. I would have planned it differently. <laughs> Like never, (laughs) if my flesh was in, right? But I want to tell you something about hunger because we think we're hungry, right? I got to the end of that 40-day fast, 40 days of fasting. Now, I've done something. I don't know. I actually knew a couple of people that had done it, but I wasn't aware of it. And there's just very few that I've ever seen pattern that or model that or anything. And I get to the end of it. You know what God had the gall to say to me? He said, he said, I got to the end of the 40-day fast. I come out of it. I'm like, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do? What's your word for me? What are you trying to say to me? Right? Because during the fast, like day one, day two, I got this amazing revelation on day two about finances, which is what caused the finance. One word can change everything, you know. It caused us to move into that abundance. But all of a sudden, from day three to day 40, it's like I didn't even know if God existed. I just, I couldn't feel him. I couldn't sense him, anything. Well, I knew he was there. I know because of his word. I knew he was doing stuff. I, I just couldn't feel it. Praise God we don't move by feelings, right? Praise God that we're led by the Holy Ghost and not by our feelings. And, and so I get to the end of day 40 and I'm like, you know, I hadn't felt like you've been there too much during this period of time. But I know that you've done some work in me. And what do you want me to do? What do you have to say to me? After 40 days of not eating, this is what God has the gall to say to me. You're not hungry enough. What? I'm not hungry enough. I just did a 40-day fast. I don't even know who's there. I don't even know anybody who's done that. I'm not hungry enough. Now, that's what my flesh was thinking. That's not what I said to him. But uh, he knew it anyway. It's amazing. It's like he's God or something. He knows what we think, you know. So I didn't. I was like, okay. I, I don't know how to get hungrier. But my point is this, if you think you're hungry right now, I can just about assure you (laughs) from experience that that God would probably say you're not hungry enough. But see, if we'll get hungry enough for the things of God, he will satisfy the thirsty soul. He will feel them. And so what we did is we as a church, we started getting hungry for the things of God. We started going after him. We started longing for his things. Well, what's God? He's obligated by his word. He's obligated by his promise to fill the thirsty soul. He's obligated to fill and satisfy the hungry heart. He's obligated by his own word. He can't break that word. He's obligated to do it. So all it is, if we get hungry, he's got to fill us. He's got to. So what we're starting to see now, and I'm telling you, we're just in the beginning of it. 
It's bigger than what a lot of people have ever seen in their whole life. And yet I'm telling you, it's just we're just scratching the surface. Why? Because God's that big. He's that big. But we started to see him fill us. We started to take, you know, uh, this, this old skinny cow and started to fill it up and bring some anointing. And guess what? Bondages don't fit That's right. on a fatted cow, right? It doesn't fit around the fatness. Matter of fact, the fatness will destroy every yoke. The anointing of God will break every yoke. You see, what that represents is God doesn't want to like starve you out in the fast. What he's actually wanting to do is he's actually wanting to get the stuff to you, the spiritual things that will give you life. Jesus said it like this. He went and uh, they, they were hungry and it was time to eat and everything. They're like, we don't, we don't have any food for you. And Jesus said something like this. He said, I have food that you don't know about. He ate on something that they weren't aware of. In other words, I found out during the fast, uh, after a couple of them and you know, moving through some things, I found out that there was something supernatural in the spirit that fed me physically. I found out that there was a supernatural strength that I could draw on. And I can draw on it every day whether I was fasting or not. And it started to empower me. It started to strengthen me. I started to learn how to pull off of the promises of God that he has in there. And all of a sudden, I remember one day, the day before, I was so weak. I didn't feel like doing anything. I just wanted to go and take a nap because I hadn't been eating in so long. And all of a sudden, this was on the second one. And all of a sudden, I, I called my leadership team. I said, y'all got to pray for me because I need some strength. The next day, I woke up and you'd have thought I'd have ate uh, three full course meals the day before. I had so much energy. I had so much drive. And I'm like, I hadn't eaten anything. This is all supernatural. That's the reality of God. In other words, even though I hadn't eaten physically, I had eaten spiritually. And there was something, there was an anointing that gave me the fatness in the spirit that started breaking yokes. There was a yoke of being tired that day. But God said, no, if you will learn how to eat from my word and you will learn, I will fill you and overflow you and you'll start breaking the bondages in your life. Amen. Man. So it says a promise here in Isaiah 10 that the anointing will break the yoke. It destroys every yoke. The anointing, filling up on the spiritual things of God, will bring the fatness in the spirit that will break every yoke. And here's the other thing, that yoke will never fit on you again. Amen. Say that's for me. Those yokes, they'll never fit on me again. Because I'll hunger for the things of God. And God will feed me with things of the Spirit. And the anointing of God will start to break the yoke. Destroy every bondage. And it will never fit on me again. Amen. That's your God. That's how much He loves you. He loves you so much. So then, and if you carried on into Isaiah 61, there's a prophecy about the Messiah when he comes. It says that the Messiah uh, will be anointed. And then in Luke chapter 4, 
In verse 18, Jesus steps up into the pulpit and he starts to pull from Isaiah 61 and he reads that scripture. And this is what Jesus says. Remember, we're talking about the anointing. He says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, the anointing that was designed for Jesus to carry and overflow in, Jesus said, it has happened today. It has been released. Now, right before this, Jesus had been in the wilderness. You know what he was doing out there? Praying and fasting. And right before that, he got baptized to fulfill all righteousness. All righteousness opened up the door and opened the windows of heaven. He sat there, he went and got baptized, and then he prayed. And the heavens, when he prayed, the heavens were opened, right? And so now, where the heavens had been closed because of the curse on men, now the heavens were open, and the things of God could come down into the earth through God with us, Emmanuel. Jesus through now those things, those spiritual things, those spiritual food, that spiritual anointing could come down and fill a man and overflow a man so that the anointing would bring the fatness, the anointing would break every yoke. And then Jesus gets up in the uh, temple here and he reads this and he says, this was a prophecy. It was a prophecy about me. And I'm telling you that today it is done. And the anointing of God has entered into this earth and it's never gone away since that day. That same anointing is at work today. But it's not just at work in Jesus. Over in John 17, around verse 18 and 20, he says that I'm praying for everybody that's hearing these words, but also everybody that would believe on me through his word. Is that you? Yeah, if you know Jesus, then you are believing on him through his word. So he was praying for you. And he says, I think it's 18. He says this. He says, Lord, Father, I send them the same way that you sent me. The same way that you sent me, I'm sending them. In other words, when he carried an anointing, he's sending us with that same anointing. The only question is, will we hunger and thirst after God to carry that same thing. As believers, will we go after him? Will we hunger for his things? Will we hunger for his word, for his supernatural food? Or will we make excuses for it? And this is, you know, this is what people have done. They, they've made excuses for it because they'd rather eat. Uh, Bishop David Oyedepo said, and prayer and fasting, I'm not, this is not just a prayer and fasting message, but it gives you an idea of this. He said, don't eat away your destiny. Don't eat away your destiny. In other words, you need to be about praying and fasting. This is a tool that God has given us to step into higher anointings so that when somebody needs some deliverance and breakthrough, you're carrying something. That's not just designed for the pastor. It's designed for every believer. Give you an example. I've been saying this the other day. Give you an example of this. 
we have a lady that's been coming to Impact University. And uh, she, she started to figure out who she was and that she was carrying an anointing. She's not a pastor. She's not, you know, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. She's just a Christian, just a believer. All of a sudden, she decided, you know what? The word says those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. She's learned a little bit about who she is and what she has inside of her. And so she had a co-worker. The doctors couldn't seem to get uh, this thing healed. She lays hands on them. Within a week or two, that thing's completely healed. Amen. She told me earlier this week, I prayed for this person. They got healed. What's happening there? Something special? No, something normal. Yeah. Something normal, an anointing to break the bondage of sickness, an anointing to break the bondage of poverty, an anointing to break the bondage of fear, an anointing to break every yoke and keep it off. That's available for every believer, everyone. The anointing wants to continually feed your life so that less and less yokes can hold you and once you have them broken, they can never be put back on you. And that's the anointing that is there for your life. I guess this is healing 11 and I guess next week will be healing 12, although today was supposed to be healing 11 and the final one. But you need to walk into the place where you allow the anointing to do what the anointing does. But it starts with hungering and thirsting. You have to say, am I going to hunger for the things of God? How many of us, don't raise your hand, how many of us have made excuses about being in church before? Besides me, I'll, I'll raise my hand so you don't have to. How many of us have, been, have made excuses for it? I have. But yet, it, and the Lord says He loves you know, those who love me will keep my commandments. And yet in Hebrews it says, don't forsake the assembling together. Why? Because over in Romans 10, it says that the word that's preached in context, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. In other words, when the word is preached, faith is then uh, basically imparted and now faith can rise up inside of you and what rose up inside of you in that faith will overcome the world and its issues, the bondages. And so a lot of times we've made excuses on being there and so what we've really said is, I'm just not hungry for you, Lord. And so we don't, we're not filled with the things that we need for when the stuff is about to happen. And then you get in the situation, you're like, oh, Lord, where were you? I was in the word of the service that you skipped. That's good preaching, preacher. Amen. That's, that's what he does, though. And see, when we, but he will feel the thirsty soul. He will satisfy the hungry. One word changes everything. And the anointing has an effect. So what happened earlier that you saw was, I know, you know, it doesn't really matter how people come into the place that they're in lack or they're in bondage. It doesn't really matter how they come into that place. What is, does God care really about how it came or does he want to just do something about it? Did he care about how you got into sin? 
No, he just wanted to do something about it. Now, he doesn't want you to continue in it because if you continue in it, the wages of, of sin is death. So he's trying to get you out of those bad habits and move. But ultimately, if you find yourself in that place, his love is greater than your mess-ups. Yep. That's the great thing about the Lord. His love is greater. That doesn't mean, you know, Paul said it like this. And you know, Oh, well, then can I just go do whatever I want to? He said, God forbid. God forbid. But at the same time, we have to understand that when we find ourselves in that place of lack, then God wants to do something about it because he loves you more than your mess-ups. He loves you more than you missing it. He loves you with an everlasting love and he wants to pour it out in your life. So, if you find somebody in lack, you know, a few, a few weeks ago, I, I was uh, talking, uh, Mr. Joe came, and I told him, I said, Mr. Joe, I said, uh, and here's what had happened. There had been some stuff that had happened in his life over that period of time, and for whatever reason, he had some stuff that was binding him up, Right? And he came, and every time he'd come for a few weeks, and then I wouldn't see him for a year. And that's been happening for, I don't know, what, four or five years now? And so a few weeks ago, uh, he came, and the Lord, by the Holy Ghost, the Lord said, you are supposed to be here. Now, I want you to come every day. Will you commit to me every time that we're having service, you'll come? He said, yes, I'll do it. That was a great job, Mr. Joe. That was awesome. He said, yes, I'll do it. And then all of a sudden, here, what do I know about that? Well, here's what I know. I know that the anointing will have an effect. That the anointing, here's what the anointing does. The anointing, and as you hear the word preached, the, the Bible says this. I believe it's Psalms 107.20, I think. It says, he sent his word and healed them. In other words, when you have the word that has an anointing on it, it starts to have an effect. And I know that if people just sit under the word that's anointed and preached under an anointing, it starts to loose the grip of those bondages. And so what you saw a few minutes ago was over the weeks, you know, of that anointing there, it starts to loosen that grip more and more and more. And then this morning, I mean, it wasn't even in a message. It's just in the hello portion of the service. Hey, how y'all doing? Welcome to Boomerang. The anointing still flowing. And all of a sudden that anointing gets in there and we've reached the place where the anointing breaks the yoke. There's so much. Well, here's the thing. When that anointing gets to going, sometimes your your flesh is not able to handle everything that God wants to do. Right? And it and it I mean, think about that. Think about if Almighty God comes down and touches you. Wow. Like from him to you. You think your this flesh with all of its corruption is going to be able to handle Almighty God? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ain't happening. No, that's not the way it works. That's why 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 do people shake under the power of God? It he's bigger. <laughs> he's bigger, right? He's bigger than you. Why does it why does he do things that I don't understand? His thoughts are not your thoughts. Praise God, he knows more than we do, right? There's things, and, and doesn't that, you know, I, I'll sometimes do this thing where I'll show, you know, this circle represents everything you know, you know, does God operate inside that circle or does he live in it and, and outside of it? 
He's in it and outside of it. In other words, but that circle also represents your comfort zone. Right? That means in order for me to go to more of God, I've got to step over my comfort zone. Because my comfort zone is what I know. And so you've got men constantly trying to encapsulate almighty, powerful God inside of their comfort zone, inside of what they know. Ain't going to happen. Not going to work. He's bigger than that. This is why, you know, last week we were talking about Hebrews 12, 11, where it says all discipline for the moment seems sorrowful and even not joyful. But those who give themselves to it will uh, eat of the, what, what did it say? The peaceful fruit of righteousness, right? He will eat of the peaceful fruit of righteousness. In other words, what he's saying is you're going to have God that's going to draw you outside of your comfort zone, outside of what you know. That's normal in godly growth, in godly maturity. That is normal. And what the church has wanted to do is make excuses for the world for an almighty God when what the world needs is an almighty God. So what they've done is they've stepped away from the very answer that they need. And right now you've got all the world looking for something powerful and supernatural. They want to follow the latest superhero. Why? Because something on the inside of them created by God is saying, there's more than what I've seen. There's more. I know I'm created for more. Can't you hear that cry out of our society right now? I know I'm created for more than this. I know. Why are they doing that? That's not a devilish cry. That's a godly cry. That's a cry on the inside of them that says, I am made in the image and likeness of God. That's what that is. But when we try to confine God to what we know and what we're comfortable with, we take away the very heart cry of man created in his image. And so on one side, we have the flesh going, oh, no, I don't understand it. I don't like it. On the other side, we have our spirit going, yes, I've been looking for that. I've been desiring that. That's what I've been looking for. Something stirs on the inside here. And that's what it's about. And it's not just for pastors to walk in an anointing, but it's for every believer to carry a yoke-breaking, yoke-destroying, bondage-breaking anointing from God. The fatness fed from, the hev- from heaven's storehouses. The anointing that's fed from the spiritual food of God. Do you know that right now, that if you know Jesus, you have an anointing on the inside of you. You are anointed. You are anointed. You are anointed. And if you don't know Jesus, you can know him and you can walk in that anointing. Is there anybody besides me that's saying, I know I'm called to more than what I've been doing. I know that God is calling me to more and I want to walk in those things. And that's where hunger begins when you start to recognize that. And when that 
desire gets bigger than your comfort zone, you'll start to move in it. But as long as it's that desire is less than your comfort zones, then you'll stay in that place. You'll stay in those familiar places. And truthfully, truth be told, we will be lukewarm if we stay there. And God said, don't do that. Be hot, be cold, but don't be lukewarm. In other words, he's saying, stop making excuses for going after me. Stop making excuses for a God that's bigger than the people. Stop making excuses for a God who wants to set them free. But you're going to have to let me be God. You're not going to confine me into what you know and what you think. And then all of a sudden expect for me to be God in their lives. It's going to go different. We'll have this testimony later on. But, but yes, just yesterday, you know, David and Patty, they, they graduated uh, yesterday. Amen. Good job. From... Impact University, and that's awesome, our first graduates in Impact. And, uh, but then on the way home, they go to a coffee shop. And they, they're walking in the door, and there's a guy sitting outside cussing up a storm, every, every customer that comes into the, this place. The name of the coffee shop, Romans 8 Coffee House or whatever, cafe or something like that, Romans 8. In other words, obviously... Somebody at least thought they were a believer when they named it. And here comes this guy cussing up a storm. The guy's demonically oppressed. He, he's, he's filled with demons. See, people don't even, they don't even want to believe that demons exist, even though the word says you don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. It, it's, there is a spiritual world and there's a physical world and, and, our society in America is doing everything we can to make the spiritual world not real. Let's talk about it in fiction, but it doesn't actually exist. That's just what people make up in their mind. Well, you are going to have to tell God that because he wrote all about that in his Bible. You're going to have to explain to him that you know more by your science than he did because he didn't know it when he wrote his Bible. So maybe you'll get him to apologize to you, but I bet not. I, I bet the one who bows will not be him. I'm just betting. I'm just betting. But it's real. I deal with it on a regular basis. I see it on a regular basis. This is not new to me. It shouldn't be new to any of us. Because we walk in the normal of God. We're here to shine the light, to be the salt and the light to be the preservant. But that means that we walk with the anointing of God and we stop making excuses for our comfort zone. We stop making excuses for our lack of hunger. And we decide as a people, I don't care even if Pastor Brian falls completely off the bus, I'm going after God for the rest of my life with everything I got and I will not let anything stop me. I don't care if everybody in Boomerang, nobody goes after him from this point forward. I will give him my all. He gave me his all. I will give him my all. I will get in the word. I will study to show myself approved. I will do the things to put my flesh down and eat the, eat the provision of God by his word. I will grow in his word. I will grow in all of the spiritual things. And Paul said it like this concerning spirituals. I would not have you ignorant. And so he starts to talk about these things. 
the church has basically been ignorant about all of these things. And then, and then they wonder why nobody wants to come in on Sunday mornings because we're not offering any solutions unless we start moving in His anointing. That's why, that's why Paul said it. He said, I don't come to you in persuasive words of man's wisdom, but demonstration and power, because persuasive words only last for a certain period of time. But the power of God is a demonstration of His direct love for mankind. That's why Jesus didn't just come and was known for His great sermons only. He came and He preached, and then the Holy Spirit worked with Him, confirming the Word with signs following. That's the whole plan. It's the plan to carry it. And it's not just reserved for pastors. Actually, the whole point of pastors is to raise up a body and raise up the body of Christ to the fullness of the stature of Christ. That's what it's for. So concerning healing, you have an anointing inside of you. Lord, let me be healed. I'm the healed of the Lord in Jesus' name. Anointing of God, work. It can be that simple. Help Jesus. That it can be that simple. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't mean God's, God's not true. It just means I probably had a misfire somewhere. Let me continue to grow until I figure out where the misfire is and then continue for the rest of the time. And if I find another misfire, I'll work that out too. But I will not give up on the power of God and the love of God no matter what anybody else does. Not going to happen. We will see the genuine nature of God be who He is. And He will pour out His love. Because He loves mankind. When he came into the world and he sent angels to announce the coming of his son. Peace on earth. Goodwill towards men with whom I'm pleased. Don't fear. I bring you great news. Of, of, of good news. Of great joy. This has been the, what he had to say to the world the whole time. Some preachers have taken it and they've gone all the way to the other side and told, told people that God hates them. God doesn't hate you. He sent His Son to die for you. He loves you. Good news of great joy. Now, if you set yourself as an enemy of God after you know that, that's a different story. You're coming against His covenant people. He doesn't like that. Just like you don't like it if somebody attacks your family. He doesn't like that. You're His family. You're more His family than you are family with your own family. He loves you even more. And he feels that covenant connection with you if you're his child. And if somebody tries to come up against you, it upsets him. That's good. He's a covenant God. But outside of that, he wants everybody. He wishes that all would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He does. And that means, and didn't he say that we would be that his hands and feet? Didn't he say that we were the salt and the light? That means who's the active preservant in this time? Who's the active agent to keep the light shining and to keep the preservation going? It's you and me. It's you and me. So we can either stand back 
and wait on God to do it or realize God's already done it. And now it's time for me to step into it and partner with God. Psalms 115.16, let's put that up. This is one of these verses that once you get a hold of it, it changes everything about our doctrine. You know, people believe today that God is sovereign. They get mad at God when he doesn't come through and protect them. And he's saying, look, I've already protected you through the blood of Jesus Christ. When are you going to apply what I've done? He says this in this verse, the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. This verse is speaking about authority. Jesus said it like this when he came. He said, all power and authority is given to me. He says, go therefore. In other words, he made a transfer. Because I have all authority, now you take that authority and go. And then in one verse he says it like this in the King James. He says, occupy till I come. Occupy, have dominion till I come. Does the church today look like it's having dominion? You realize all he was saying was the same thing he said in Genesis to Adam. He said, uh, take rule and take dominion over all the earth and over every living thing. Subdue it. In other words, bring it into the order of God. That didn't mean to rule it with an iron fist. It meant bring the kingdom of God and his order, his blessing into the earth and multiply it across the earth. The same thing he told Adam is the same thing he told Noah is the same thing he told Abraham is the same thing he told and empowered us to do through Jesus Christ. It's not meant to be a theory. It's not meant to be powerless. It's meant to be a manifestation of God's love in this earth through you and through me. And we've got to walk in that anointing that causes bondages to break. So much so that the power of God, we can't even hold it sometimes. Why? Because he's that big. Because he's that good. And all of a sudden, that anointing, all you saw this morning was a demonstration of an anointing that has continued to rise and continued to wear away on a yoke, continued to wear away on a bondage so that that one little yoke or that that one big yoke, whatever one it is, all of a sudden the power of God's moving. This fleshly body can't contain that power, but the bondage breaks. That's what you witnessed this morning. Glory to God. It didn't even have to have hands laid on. Why? Because the anointing is present and overflowing. This is what you are called to. Not just pastors, you. Believe God. Trust God. Ask Him to put you in situations where the anointing that you're walking in can manifest for His sake. But then don't take glory for it. Give Him the glory. That's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's God. Who did this? Who set you free? It was Jesus. Just bow your heads for a moment. If that's you today and you're going, I need more of that in my life. Even if this isn't your church, but you're just saying, you know what? (laughs) Even if I'm never coming back here again, I need more of that in my life. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand real quick so I can see it. I need to walk in what God's called me to walk in. I won't deny it anymore, but I need more of the Lord in my life. 
And so right now, I just want you, the way that you move in more of that is you hunger and thirst, but it begins with relationship with Jesus Christ. He longs to be your big brother and savior. He longs to bring fatness into your life, to bring the anointing into your life. He longs to break every yoke. He longs to tear down everything that tries to exalt itself against the glory of God in your life. He longs for you as the church to look glorious. Not broken, not beat up, but glorious. But that starts with relationship with Jesus. And so right now, I just want you to pray with me. Let's get our relationship where it needs to be. Let's get that relationship where it needs to be. Why? So that God can do what he wants to do. So just pray this with me. Even if you've uh, accepted him before, you may be on a, on a scale of one to five. Five being I'm on fire for God and one being I don't know him. You may be in the middle. You may be three. You may be four. But let's get it to a five right now today and let the relationship through Jesus start to go to work. So if that's you, pray this with me. Just say, Father... Say it out loud. Don't just say it in your brain. It says we have to confess it with our mouth. Say, Father, Father right, now, right now, I make Jesus the Lord of my life. That means He's the director. He calls the shots, and I'm obedient. Even if it crosses my comfort zone. Even if it's outside of what I know. If I know it's Him, I'll be obedient. And I believe that He died for me and that God brought Him back to life for me. And when He brought Him back to life, He raised Jesus up and seated Him in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. And when He raised Jesus up, he didn't leave me in that grave, but He raised me up too. And now I am seated with Christ and in Him in Jesus' name. Jesus, I ask you right now to fill me with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Empower me to be your witness and to carry your anointing like you want. In Jesus' name. Amen. Keep your head bowed for just a second. Now, if you prayed that today and you needed to pray that, like I needed to renew that. It doesn't matter if you were a four out of a five, but you're just saying, I needed that today. If that's you... And you prayed that today. I just, while every head's bowed, I want to see who it is and I want to pray for you. We just raise your hand and keep it up for a second. I needed to pray that today. I needed that. Keep them up just so I can see everybody. I needed that. Amen. Father, right now, for every person that raised their hand, I just pray that you would strengthen them with all your might. 
that their eyes of understanding would be opened and enlightened and you would strengthen them to walk those things out. We praise you, Lord, and we thank you for it. We give you the glory in every way. We praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, before we uh, finish up, Nicole's going to do the offering and then Barrett will have the announcements. Um, I did have the life group at the wrong place, so if you end the time on the summer blast, so correct that. Um, is there anybody that you're saying, I need that anointing to work in my life right now today? I need to walk out of here different. I need to walk out of here healed. I need the protection of God. I just need the strength of God for this week. If that's you and you want that anointing to go to work in your life right now, then just come up and let's pray quickly and receive everything that God has for us. Thank you, Father. Maybe it's you're going, you know what, Lord? You've been calling me to walk in that anointing. And I need to walk in that anointing. I need to walk. I need to have yokes break because of me. Not just in my own life, but in the lives of people. If that's you, just come up. Thank you, Father. So oribe antikanamoso. Yedemesto oripetistono. Bandia koromon. Lord, let your anointing rise up in fullness. In Jesus' name. Lord, let us not make excuses for not being hungry anymore. Let us not be making excuses for being cold or lukewarm, but let us be on fire. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for your goodness and your anointing now. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. Lord, let your anointing do its work. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, raise your hands. Baniamos prabem botine, ye kanamos do, rede de kiente. Semo oblano obreci stinka da mamo. The word says when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you pray out the perfect will of God. So no matter what you're going through, whether you know it or not, God knows it. Lord, let your anointing go to work now. Tkamo te neyate. Sun ropene abon shibalata. Manion to Cormeste, Sema Obrama Tikarantia, Lotono, Chona Codibestene, E in M. Uma Antaromo, Mondo Bocoche Betene, Yea, Father, thank you now, Sukonamo, for your anointing in Jesus' name. Made of Conomoya to the Bosso, Bonsa Bobromoto, Roni Eri and Oconomosi, Shoto to Dova Sotrobo Sotono. You step a little bit to the side. Thank you for your anointing, Lord, rising up. I just call right now for your anointing to rise in him, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Pacamreme, ne antono dolodo, robe teni echeturo, lo ciangaromo, bromatacaria che, e coromoso, donono, robeba tacana niace, bonjoromo, ori, en estu, le onconimiacho, bonsube, breve, panco de maliate, ochi, intodro, demus tu, bontabos bait me. 
anointing of Jesus rise up in new levels in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus, your love and your mercy in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your love and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. You know, as I pray, sometimes sometimes we know exactly what's going on. Sometimes we don't. But what happens is the Holy Ghost does exactly what needs to happen. Sometimes we're aware of it. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes we go down the road and all of a sudden, right, what we need was received that day. And we didn't know it then, but we find out later. Sometimes we never find out, but God just protects us. So Lord, right now, whatever needs to happen in Jesus' name, bring that anointing up now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Continue to receive. Continue to receive in Jesus' name. Just say this with me. Just say, Father, right now, I receive and I can stay in a state of receiving. Constantly receiving from heaven more and more of your anointing and your answers in Jesus' name. Now stay in that state. Stay with her. Let your anointing be in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Father, bring your anointing in manifestation in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Yeah, Father, bring that anointing now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, new levels of anointing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you. Anyone else? Yep, new freedom and new fullness now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yeah, glory. Thank you for your anointing, Lord. Thank you for your anointing. Peace and grace be now in Jesus' name. You're a different man. Now you just continue to receive all of it, every bit of restoration in Jesus' name. Yeah, glory. Anointing of God. Go to work and do your work now in Jesus' name. So, say, I believe I have received in the name of Jesus. More, Lord, more. More, Lord. More anointing to step into more grace, more mercy, more love, and more strength. Rise up now in the name of Jesus. 
more anointing, Lord. Let anointing do what anointing does. Set the captive free in Jesus' name. Any attacks of fear that have tried to come against, I bind her to peace and grace and faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. We rebuke and bring into order any attacks of fear. You may not have your way in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just say it with me. Say, I walk in the exact plan of God. There is no fear here. In Jesus' name. Now receive. Yeah, thank you for your anointing, Lord. Okay. Said, All right. I'll come right back. Come right back. More anointing. Raise your hand. More anointing, Lord. In Jesus' name. More. More, Lord. Now. She's doing all. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I want you to get out your Bible in the book of John and I want you to start reading. And all right, I want you to read. And even if you can't see it clearly, you just start reading, okay? Put it on uh, put it on the U version, let it play, and you read along with it, okay? And right now, give me your hand, lift your hands to heaven. Just say, Father, Father, I give you myself. I give you myself. In whole. In whole. Holding nothing back. Holding nothing back. Anything that's not of you. Anything that's not of you. I reject it. I reject it. I renounce it. I renounce it. I have no part with it. I have no part with it. From this day forward. From this day forward. And I walk with Jesus. And I walk with Jesus. As the Lord. As the Lord and director of my life. Director of my life. And I will do nothing. I will do nothing outside. Outside of him, of him, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I receive, I receive the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, in full, in full, baptized by Jesus, baptized by Jesus, in the Holy Spirit and in fire, the Holy Spirit and fire, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Philemon, Pantemon, Bani, Koro, Bost, Yetekonosti, Data, Noblak, Nom, Etene. Thank you, Father, for sealing it. Thank you. I bind you to peace and grace. Peace and grace. Lord, let them be protected by the blood of Jesus on every side. His mind, his heart, his body, his soul, Lord, spirit, soul, and body be kept perfect and complete in the name of Jesus. Now, you read that word. You worship him. You need to worship him. You need to put on some music and worship him. Not think about how things have been, but but who he is. 
Yes. Meditate on who he is. He said to Joshua, you meditate on, on me, on my word, on, my, on the law, day and night, and then yes. you will make your way successful. Then you will do it. Lord, I'll meditate on his word. I'll read it. I'll worship you. I'll praise you no matter how I feel or yes. what I think. Yes, sir. yes, Lord. And I will pray by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, those are the things you need to do. Amen. Amen. I love you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Good. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. You know, all morning it's been just a beautiful thing watching God trying to get his love to us. Watching him try to instill in us who we are in him. She pastor's message kind of took a different turn, but I didn't know what he was preaching. But I had these verses picked out before, and they go right hand in hand. It's like the same Holy Spirit or something. And bear with me, there's several. And I know y'all have heard this one before, but just listen. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son so that you who believe in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You see, he so loved you. Look in the mirror and say, he so loved me that he gave all he had for me. And you flip over. Jeremiah. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. He's talking to you individually. And before you were born, I consecrated you. He has a plan for you. And it's one of beauty and greatness. Because thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. You see, he loved you so much that before you were ever created, he already knew, I'm going to give my all for her. I'm going to give my all for him. Because I know them by name. Because I know every hair on their head. And because I know I have a purpose for them. And if they'll just follow me. I'm going to lead them to greatness. And it's they who will manifest the sweet aroma. You see, we are the hands and feet. This is what tithes and offerings is all about. I've told you before, don't give today. If you have questions, if it's begrudgingly, do not give. But you see, for God so loved that he gave. So this act isn't about giving to the church. It isn't about supporting the lights or anything like that. You see, tithes and offerings is worship. Tithes and offerings is saying, 
For I so loved you, Lord. I didn't have a choice but to give because it's who I am. I am a lover of you. Therefore, I am a giver. Because we're going to follow him to greatness. And we're going to walk out these doors. And we're going to be consumed with the aroma of who he is. And you may go out to eat. You may go to the grocery store. You may just go home to your spouse or your kids. But you're going to ooze his sweetness and his joy and his love. Because you sow into who he is. And you reap who he is. So Father, today, we come in love. Not because we have to. You've requested our tithes of us. But it's because of our love for you that we obey. And Lord, it's out of our love for you that we offer up even more. Lord, whatever you put on our heart today, we will follow. Because we know that you are leading us to triumph. So Lord, I pray blessings on each and every giver here today. I pray blessings on each and every giver on live stream. Lord, we esteem their gift. Because it's their act of love for you. Lord, I thank you for the blessing and the consecration that you have on each and every person. And I thank you, Lord, that as we walk in obedience to you, as we sow in our love to you, as we follow you, we will triumph in every way. So I pray blessings on their harvest. Lord, I thank you that it is abundant. I thank you that it is sown into good, fertile ground, and it will be a mighty harvest that brings glory and praise to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, is there anybody that doesn't have an envelope? We want to make sure that even if you didn't come prepared to give today, you have seed to sow. These are nice envelopes. They're worth money. They're seed. Even if you put it in there empty, we want you to have something to sow into him out of your love. So if you don't have an envelope, raise your hand. Wonderful. All right, then let's bring God our seed in love. We received something awesome today. If you received something from God, put your hand up. That's the whole room, y'all. That means that you're leaving here with reason to praise and reason to celebrate and reason to give him glory and honor. Amen. Man, God is just so good.
We have a couple things that we want to make you aware of as you grow throughout this week. There's always something happening in the body of Christ. And so on the front of your handouts, there are some things going on that we want to make sure that you know about. Men, you meet Monday night at Blue Bay. Ladies, we'll meet at the end of the month. Don't worry. We'll cut up. It'll be great. Wednesday, life group. We have life groups. If you're not plugged in, get plugged in. If you are part of Wednesday's life group, raise your hand right now. That's awesome. Praise God. You're not meeting at Blue Bay this week. Amen. You're meeting here, same time, not same place, here. You're meeting here this week. So meet here. Chris and Rachel will send out a message letting you know why, but it's going to be a great, great life group uh, time together. Thursday, if you're part of Thursday's life group, raise your hands. Paige and Brandon are pretty great. If you are looking for a life group, go see either Paige and Brandon or Chris and Rachel, and they will get you plugged into one of the life groups that we have going. Life group on Thursday takes place at 6 o'clock at the Lake House this week. Amen, at the Lake House this week. Friday, if you were a mom and you signed up for Mom's Night Out, raise your hand. I am super excited to watch your children. It's going to be great. It might be boot camp, but it'll be good. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. If you are uh, signed up for Mom Signed Out, don't forget, it's going to be this coming Friday. Drop your kids off here at 6 o'clock from 6 to 9. Y'all, I'm not watching your kids at 11. I love y'all. 6 to 9. If you are a volunteer and you are coming to serve, be here no later than 5.30 just so that we can get stuff ready and set up to go. Next Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, not today. Next Sunday, we are going to have our Holy Spirit service at 4 o'clock, and you can read it for yourself. It says, it will be life-changing. Pastor does not throw words around lightly. If the Lord told him to say, it will be life-changing, next Sunday, mark it on your calendar, circle it real big, use pretty colored markers. It will be a life-changing day. Get here. You don't want to miss it. Tonight is youth at 530. You're dismissed. Go have a great day. We love y'all.
great.